Right, what should I call it? I was thinking of calling it a podcast about podcasting. Yeah, I don't see why not. That that's quite that would amuse me if I came across it <laughs> as a podcaster. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't see why not. Hello Ed here and welcome to this week's Freelance Heroes podcast. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss a future episode. And please do leave a review as well. It just helps anyone else understand more about the podcast before they hit play. So thank you for that. Now, this is one of those episodes I kind of feel we should have done in week one. It's a podcast about podcasting. So if you currently publish a podcast or you were thinking of publishing a podcast, uh, then this is absolutely jam-packed full of useful information about hardware, software, style, timings, and more. So sit back, get a pen and paper ready, and enjoy. Charles Commons, and then he called you Collins. Then Charles Commons, how are you? I'm good, Ed. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, first question of this podcast, should I edit that bit out before I um, mispronounce your name? Or is authenticity uh, quite important? Uh, <laughs> definitely. If you're going to make a living of making mistakes, then I would suggest you leave it in. <laughs> Brutal. Now, um, the freelance, this is episode uh, 30 of the Freelance Heroes podcast. I feel um, that... Um, I should have brought you in episode one. That would have made more sense, perhaps. But you have listened to a few of these podcasts. So mm. um, before we go through the, the introductions so everyone can get to know who you are, what's your what's your feedback, please? Good and bad. Oh, um, okay. Um, do, do you know, my, my actual feedback probably stemmed from the first couple of episodes where I did contact you, I think, and just sort of said... Well, there's this. I think there was a point where you were quite quiet or your guest was quite quiet. But um, technically, your podcast is absolutely spot on. You can hear what's being said. So that's the most important thing. Um, I think feedback wise, for me, usually comes with content. And there's not an awful lot that you can necessarily do about that, uh, apart from plan it. Once you get to this stage where you're recording, you don't know what I'm going to tell you because you're not one of these people that has sent out, right, these are the questions I'm going to be asking you. Please write an essay for each one and then, re, you know, have it all prepared ready, which is good, by the way. You don't want that. Um, so it, it kind of all comes down to your, your planning and prep for me, which, as far as I can see, is, is spot on. There's not been an episode where I've gone, Ed's clearly not got out of it what he wanted there. So, you know pretty good from where i'm sitting well i'll take that thank you very much so for uh, today is about podcasting um it th this does seem to be the year of the podcast and uh 2020 has opened the opportunities for people to delve into areas that they may not have delved into before so podcasting is one of those but before we get on to that tell us a bit about you and and who you are and um, why we're talking to you um okay well um I, i'm quite I, I still say that i am quite new to freelancing it's been two and a quarter years let's say um back in it was august 2018 i decided to quit my job i'd had enough of working in a very well-known 
pub chain that gets a lot of attention since Brexit and just decided that enough was enough. I did not want to be working in a pub until the day, you know, in my 60s, 70s, whatever it will be, when I'll eventually be allowed to retire. And I just thought, why am I doing this? Why am I doing something that, okay, yes, I enjoy, but it wasn't the thing that I grew up wanting to do. Um, So I just quit, didn't have a plan sat in a pub with two of my best friends after going running with them and had this exact conversation where I just said, what do I, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And they said, well, what do you want to do? What's your dream? What would be the one thing? And and I said, which, the same thing that I had said as a teenager, which is, well, I want to be the, the breakfast show host on Radio One. Both of them agreed I was probably a bit too old for that now. Um, and, and Greg James is doing a good enough job, so uh, it's probably not going to happen. Um, but it got the cogs going and whirring, and uh, essentially I sort of then started going, right, well, what would I do? What could I do to get into audio? So I, I spoke to a, a few old friends that I'd gone to university with doing a, a media studies course with radio production as the the major aspect of it. Um, who are working in radio, asked them what I could possibly do. They gave me a few ideas, a few bits and bobs, and none of them really took my fancy for whatever reason. Um, And then one person turned around and said, what about podcasting? And just as it happens, I wrote my dissertation on podcasting um, way back in, what, 2006, seven, somewhere around then, um, saying how it would be the end of radio, which clearly it isn't. So I got that wrong. and I just thought, well, why not? Let's let's give it a go. I was introduced to my very first client straight away, and I started making a weekly marketing podcast for them um, in September 2018. So I think I had about two weeks off of having no job whatsoever, not knowing what I was doing, of panic, followed by two weeks of suddenly planning to make a weekly podcast. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's a, a great story. And I, I, there's, do you still harbour that? desire to be maybe not radio one breakfast but do you do you harbor that desire to have a radio show or it's you know almost 2021 do you feel that with cobblers to me which we'll talk about that you kind of have your own radio show do you know what that's the first time i've ever thought of it as having my own radio show but you are completely right um i i still have I, look, I would still love it. I, I listen to a lot of radio and I, I have all, it, it's like my first love really, uh, apart from football and my mum. Uh, so it was one of those that, <laughs> In that will order? never go no, away. Let's not go there. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think I will always harbour onto it. But the thing that has always kind of stopped me has been my, my situation, my life situation. So when I, uh, I'm, I'm not married, but I've been together with my fiance for 13 years. Um, we've got a six-year-old daughter who's wonderful. And when Amelia was born, I went part-time. So I dropped down from doing what was then a 48-hour week to only working three days, 10-hour shifts each day, um, three days a week. And I've always kind of since then and and this is partly why freelancing for me works so well is that I can work when I can work and I'm not a slave to any schedule whatsoever with a rotor or anything like that so part of that freedom 
would go if I then took on a daily radio show. So as much as I do still want it, there is always that nagging in the back of my mind going, well, actually, it would change our lifestyle, not just mine, but my partner's and my daughter's as well. So, yeah, it is there. I do. I would, you know, let's let's say Lauren Laverne quit six music tomorrow and I got the phone call, then I'd be there in a flash. I wouldn't think about it. It would just happen. But if I had to sit there and think about and apply and and do a show uh, to get a show, then then I probably wouldn't. Long winded answer. Sorry. No, 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 that's fine. I just want to get get in there because inevitably Lauren Laverne will be listening. Please don't quit the six music breakfast show there's one or two other presenters on the station that maybe should consider it but definitely not you anyway that's by the by so are you a producer who presents or uh are you a presenter who produces oh good question um i i think i'm a presenter who produces presenting is the thing that i love doing and that i would do for free if if i had to um but production brings its own joys for me as well at the same time i i do like producing good audio content and if that means that i'm not presenting it that's not a problem for me i enjoy it just as much but yeah the presenting is the the number one part of it for me i think um we talked uh briefly um about cobblers to me or i mentioned it and that's pretty much as far as far as i went tell me about that podcast yeah, so that's the first podcast that I made. So I essentially, when I, even though I'd got that client, I thought, well, it's no good me just turning around and saying, well, here's one podcast about something that actually I had no idea about. Marketing was this thing that was done by a department at the pub chain that I worked for and that I just then did what they told me to do, i.e. put some posters in a window. Um, so for me, I didn't really know and I was learning that. But the one thing that I do know is football. And more than anything, I know Northampton Town. So there wasn't anything for the cobblers outside of your traditional local newspaper and the BBC Radio. Northampton do a great job uh, of commentating on all the games. And I just thought there's nothing there that is just for the fans. There's nothing there that is just about our opinion and what we think. So I very, very quickly sort of set about planning how that would sound put a shout out i think onto twitter at first saying hey would anyone be interested in joining me on this little adventure and then two of my well now friends said yes um and we've been doing it weekly ever since uh, and it is literally just a case of talk about the game talk about how bad we are talk about occasionally how good we are and whinge and moan for about 45 minutes to an hour uh, and we do that twice a week now so um we we now do it as a, a preview show where we talk to fans of the opposition ahead of the game as well to get their opinion to see what comes out and that comes out on a friday and then we talk about the game and any other news that's related to the football club on a tuesday um it's really fun it's hard work at times because sometimes you just aren't in the mood to talk about football um this weekend, as it happens, we got knocked out of the FA Cup in the first round, so we didn't have a game this weekend. Um, and it's been nice to have a little breather. We have gone through the whole of 2020 so far because we decided, even when the football finished for lockdown and 
all that craziness happened, we thought, no, we've got a community here that we actually, you know, are a part of. And and I decided, let's just keep going. Let's keep one thing normal for the people that listen to our show, which is having a show to listen to. So rather than stop, we carried on. And it's been nice to have a weekend off. Let's put it that way. I feel your pain, um, Barnet <laughs> being knocked out to the FA Cup um, this weekend as well. I, I, and, um, well, uh, we'll talk more about that because there's, there's a couple of points you made within there that I want to address. But I also want to, to deal with the questions that the Freelance Heroes community have have sent out um, and uh, quite a few to, to be getting on with. Um, so um, I'm going to start with why. Why should a freelancer at least consider podcasting? For me, it's the same answer that you would give anybody that why should you start a blog post or a series of blogs or why should you have a LinkedIn profile or a Twitter account? All of these different marketing whys are exactly the same for podcasting. The difference is that with podcasting, I say it helps to give you and your brand a voice. So literally right now, Ed, with your podcast, I mean, people knew who you were already because of the fantastic Freelance Heroes Day uh, and the Facebook group and everything else that you've got going on. But, you know, before then, before the podcast, that is, I don't think I'd heard your voice. I knew who you were. I knew your face, you know, through your profile picture and things like that. But I hadn't heard you speak necessarily. Whereas now, every week... I get to hear your vo- your voice and and that's why when we've met today I well I knew it was you I wasn't you know you couldn't see me I couldn't see you at first but I knew it was you because I recognized your voice because I've heard it on the podcast and that then helps me to think oh I know you because I, I hear your tone I I feel the emotion in your voice we've all got whether we're happy sad angry ecstatic whatever it is there will always be a tone and emotion in our voice that essentially gives away something about us and our personality so what it does is it means that I I get to know you without ever really meeting you Um, and I get to then know what you're kind of like I, I like like with today recording this I kind of know what to expect in terms of not the exact questions that you're going to ask but I I kind of know what what or when to expect you to ask certain questions I know that you're going to start off by asking about me and, and, you know, want to get to know me and want to introduce me to your listeners because I've heard the podcast and that is what you do. So if we then, let's say, hopefully in 2021, get to meet, whether it's at Freelance Heroes Day or somewhere else, then, you know, we can probably, I, I, I feel that we could probably sit down and have a beer and we get on. And the reason for that is because I've listened to your podcast and I feel like I already know you and I feel like I like you. So well, that's thank you very reason. much. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that as an answer, but I get the voice. Although now <laughs> I'm drawn to ask the question, what question do you really hope I ask that might not be on my list of questions to ask? Oh, I don't think it's necessarily what question do I hope you ask? It's more I, what question I hope you don't ask. Okay, well, okay, either will do. We'll take that. What question do you hope I don't, I don't ask? Well, I, I, I think it's I, what I hope you don't ask, based on the little conversation that we had before we started, is 
How long should a podcast be? <laughs> okay, good. Uh, that wasn't on my list to ask. Although it's kind of part of there are intricacies within the podcast that I, I don't know how you answer this, but you know, I guess it's as much the audience because there'll be things like how should it start, how should it end, how important is theme music, and included within that is how long should a, a podcast be. But uh, we'll get to those intricacies in the moment. Um, there is, though, you mentioned at the start of your answer that it's why should you have a LinkedIn profile, for example, because that's where your audience is. But unlike podcasting, you don't know that your audience listens to podcast until, of course, you start producing them or start you know, broadcasting them. And then because there's the element of time has to be taken into consideration, you might not know for about two years or however long that might be so you know if someone is actually wanting to understand you know where's the return on investment of podcasting what's the best way to measure that oh okay so for me straight away if i speak to a client so if you'd come to me ed before you started making the podcast and said i'm thinking about doing this podcast for freelance heroes then my question would have been to you well why do you want to do that in the first place now a lot of people will turn around and say especially this year everybody else is doing it i want to do it it's the trend it's the in thing and everybody else has one so i want to join the gang um First of all, that's not true. Not everybody has one. There's about 1.7 million podcasts there now in the web or online. There's 500 million blog posts of something ridiculous in terms of size numbers. Podcasting is very, very small in comparison to your more, I'm going to use the word traditional. It's probably not the right word, but more traditional marketing tools. Um, you've got to sort of look at it and say, I'm not going to make money. So some people will start making um, YouTube channels because they think, well, I can make money through the advertising. And, you know, however many people listen or watch the adverts that I put in, I'll get 20 cents each time that happens or whatever it is. Podcasting, you can make money with it. I do, obviously. Um, but that's never a very good reason. So whenever we're talking about return on investment for podcasting, I always go to and, and talk to people about creating that community or, or harboring that community that they've already got as an audience. And something that I, I absolutely love that you've done is talked about the differences between an audience and a community. Um, your your lovely graphic that I stole when uh, <laughs> we were doing our podcasting conference a couple of weeks back. Um it works really, really well. But podcasting literally puts you at the tip of a community and then allows you to interact with the people that are listening to or, or are interested in you and what you do as a business and, and, and for a living and allows them to get to know you, but also allows you then to get to know them based on what content you're putting out and the interaction and the engagement that you get back from them. Um, somebody that not really a client, somebody that I've just helped out with a podcast that was made um, uh, about a year ago. They started doing a podcast which showcases the businesses within Warrington. Now, these aren't, you know, the, there are these podcasts all over the country. They're really, really good. I love the way that they, they, they do their thing and showcase all these different, whether they're freelance or SMEs or, or whatever they are. And he came to me and he said, 
the thing that I love about it is that when I walk into a room for networking, people know who I am. They know, oh, you're the guy that does the podcast. And that's what he takes back as his ROI. And he says that the reason that he does it and the thing that he wants to do it and his why is so that people know him when he walks into a room. That's what he measures the the success of the podcast on, is people turning around and saying, hi, Ian, hi, Andy, whatever your name is. And, And that, I think is a really good way because remember people buy from people. So therefore, if if you already are known by all these different people and they all know you for a podcast, hopefully they know you from a podcast that they like and not one that they think is terrible. <laughs> but that way they hopefully. will then hopefully buy from you and and or at least potentially get into your sales funnel and and start thinking about buying from you or using you. And it doesn't matter if your podcast isn't exception and doesn't sound like it's been produced by the bbc it's more about the content and you marketing yourself as being somebody who's good at what you do so there's plenty of people out there my go-to stock answer for anybody that wants to sort of know well how can i use a podcast when i'm not really a podcaster to show people what i can do and to get people to know me and it's steve folland yes okay he does make audio but he's more of a videographer than anything and his podcast isn't about how to make a podcast or how to make videos it's showcasing people like you and me freelancers and he's built this huge community based on basically us wanting to know about each other and get to know about other people but he says that if you type in freelance podcast the Being Freelance podcast is the first one that comes up. And, and, and he said that he's got work from simply somebody Googling, I, I need to, I need a freelance podcaster. And he's at the top of the list. They've not gone on there and gone, well, let's, you know, find this. Otherwise, they'd have found me, hopefully. But, you know, it's, it's one of those that you kind of look at it and take what you do. You don't have to turn that into a podcast. It's more about people getting to know who you are. And it might just be, in Steve's case, the fact that you're a really nice bloke who wants to shout out about all these other amazing people, just like you do with Freelance Heroes. Uh, and the Being Freelance podcast is um, is certainly uh, a great uh, kind of, it's one of those that, you know, I aspire to be, I'm, uh, or I'm inspired by more to the point, I think. It is a phenomenal podcast. Um, now, um, let's talk technology here, okay? So let me just explain my setup um, due to a lack of USB ports, it's a slightly <laughs> complex setup. So okay. I have a condenser mic, um, mm-hmm. which is not uh, an extravagant one. This mic that I'm using here was purchased on Amazon for about £15, I think it was. And it feeds into a um, a Zoom recorder, mm-hmm. um, which is where my headphones are also uh, plugged into as well. And then this is plugged into my laptop um and i'm using gather to or time to gather to record this um, which is much like a zoom tool um and then i edit it afterwards using audacity just to top and tail it really i tend not to edit them the bits in between apart from when i recorded one episode uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, lisa gust who uh, and then uh, dpd and hermes knocked on the door midway through the podcast 
and they weren't even things for me but anyway that's a different one but other than that i tend to just top and tail of them so it avoids the um the, the sharp intake of breath and the arms at the beginning mm-hmm. and the end and then record them the outro and intro afterwards theme music that goes on there too and it's all put together on audacity and then i use i use anchor to host it and it all works well for me and i'm sure that you know obviously if you know the budget allowed i would employ your services to produce and edit it um or if um you know if i was doing it myself there may be other equipment but the reason why i say this is because my question to you is if someone's considering starting a podcast what are the things they need to consider and then what would you recommend as their hardware and software um purchases okay so what you've done is pretty much what i would uh, well it's a little bit further advanced actually from the very basic setup that you can go with so you literally in order to uh, make a podcast apart from the idea and what you're going to be talking about technology wise you just need something that will record what you're going to say so essentially you need a microphone and something that will capture what you're talking about we've all got one of those you don't need to go and spend any more money you've spent enough on it it's your mobile phone you've literally got a speaker and a microphone and recording apps available at your fingertips already so if you want to go really basic that's what you would do iphone's got the voice memo app i use on android uh, an app called HiQ, which is free and it lets you do absolutely everything and you literally in terms of editing that you've got a pause button and that is what you can use It's literally oh no i feel like i'm going to cough one second hit the pause button have your cough unpause go back into it and you know when you listen back to it it's seamless there's no cough there um in terms of what you need to consider essentially the biggest thing that i always say and it's not um it's not equipment i'm sorry ed but it's time it's how long it's going to take you to make that podcast and do you have the time to do it now you're 30 odd episodes in now you've clearly got and the way that you've described how you do it is very basically means that you don't spend an awful lot more time on it than what we're spending now actually recording it um i'm guessing there i mean it would let's just say if it was me that was going to literally do the recording so we're on here for around about an hour or so and then go away top and tail it with an intro and an outro and add the music then i would say that that'll probably take me a maximum of of another hour for me to do to get it all the way up to being online ready to to be heard so that's two hours a week that's pretty simple um for that and that yes i'm forgetting all the preparation you have to do finding guests and asking people to come on and things like that that obviously takes time as well but at that point if you're thinking to yourself i don't have enough time to do this then obviously there are options out there you can go away and outsource different bits of it that's absolutely fine and acceptable if you've got the budget when it comes to then looking at well what do i need if you've not got a budget or you're thinking so i'm gonna have to go away and put this out there to somebody else to do your budget's going to be decreased so yes go ahead and use your phone using a microphone like you've gone and got off of amazon is absolutely fine i i my microphone isn't that expensive um it's a shaw sm58 which you can get for about well 
pre-COVID, you could get for about £80. Um, Post-COVID, you're probably looking more closely to 100 Um, But I, just like you, feed that into a, a Zoom recording device that then goes into my computer. Um, and then I use Adobe Audition because that's what I learned how to do everything. So I go back to uni, we used a program called Cool Edit Pro. And then Adobe went and came in with loads of money and bought it. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can just go in and, and use your phone. Anchor that you use is brilliant. It has a mobile phone app where you can do your editing. You could add your music to it and send it all out. So you never even need to transfer your audio from your phone onto a computer to then upload it. You could do it all on your phone and get it out there. So if you are looking at thinking of starting a podcast, but A, you don't really know how much time you're going to have to do it. You just want to give it a go. And B, you're not sure how much money you can afford to put into it at this stage, especially when you don't know what you're going to get out of it. Then go ahead and use your phone. It will work for you. And there are things, you know, apps out there that will allow you to do that quite easily for very little money. Mm. Thank you for that. And thank you for the mic. I, I was curious to understand that you used a, um, a recorder, a Zoom recorder as well, because... I merely used it because I have a lack of USB ports available on my laptop uh, rather than anything else. So it reduces it down to one. Um, but there you go. It works. Um, and actually, your answer there kind of ties in neatly to, neatly to a question that, that's coming through the community, which well, there's several questions. I'm going to read them all out um, on this particular point that's made. Uh, that is, when should you start a podcast? How do you decide on the format? How do you go about sourcing guests for early episodes? And then how do you go about promoting it? I can't help but feel if you can answer the first part of that, you'd probably get a fair direction into already answering the others. But what would your advice be? So the first question was when, is that right? Yeah. So when when should you start a podcast? Whenever you want to. So, I mean, so there is, I mean, that's a fairly obvious answer I would have thought mm-hmm. that have been, we'll do it now if you, but I think there's a link into what it's about, but mm-hmm. you know, how much planning needs to go into it. Um, so, you know, I, I talk to guests and they say, oh, you know, how many weeks until this goes live? Be like, well, actually it'll be next Wednesday because I don't do them that far in advance. Um, and you know, should it be a case of there's sufficient planning required? You know, you mentioned the equipment there as well. Or is it a case of if you know what it's about, then go on and record one now, get started. So get the ball rolling. What would your advice Both. be? <laughs> Both, yeah, if I'm being honest. Um, if you've got If you've got the idea, if you know what it is that you want to do, you've already thought about your format, then then go ahead and just record it doesn't have to be released this is the important thing think about how a tv show gets made there's usually especially in the states there's usually a pilot episode and that pilot will determine whether or not somebody picks it up for you to create a series think about making your own pilot that you only share with your friends and your family and maybe any you know clients that you've got just to garner their opinion on it and what they think about it and whether they'd listen um if we go back to the planning of it, um, I will always say that to, to, to start, you need a minimum of one month. And the reason for that mainly is down to Apple. So when you load up and create your podcast, you've used Anchor, um, Ed. Anchor then have to tell Apple 
that you've got a podcast. They also tell Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music now. Apple are notoriously slow. The reason for that is because they do it actually they have human beings that check so literally what they do is that they'll get given and sent hundreds hundreds of podcasts every single day that are requesting to go on to the apple Podcasts or itunes as it used to be and go on their library so people can hear it um they say that that can take up to 28 days for the podcast to then appear on Apple Podcasts and on their directory for their audience to listen to, or, you know, the audience to listen to on that app. So I always say, right, if we're going to start from now, the first podcast will appear in 28 days time. So you're looking as, as the time we record this around about Christmas Day. So you're thinking from now until Christmas Day will be when I can actually release that first episode. What you'll need to do is just make a very short trailer. Literally, it could just be, hello, I'm Charles. This is my podcast. We're going to be, you know, chatting basically about what I do every single day. And you're going to learn about me. It's all coming soon and it will be with you on the 1st of January. And literally, so I take that. I've not done anything to it. I literally submit it to Anchor, who then tell iTunes about it, Apple, Spotify, all of those. And in hopefully 28 days, hopefully a little bit earlier than that, it will then appear on all those places. And once you've got it everywhere, you can then start releasing episodes because as soon as you've got it there the first time, it's there now. It will take a maximum of 24 hours for each episode to appear. So you can use that month then for really working out your format and exactly what it is you're going to do content-wise, whether you're going to have guests, you can plan to organise who those guests are going to be and when you're going to record them. Um, all of these different things. Essentially, before that 28 days starts, obviously you want to know what the idea is and maybe have a think about, well, what would it be? But that's just the same as you would do with absolutely anything else. You will always think about, well, what's it going to be? Even if I, even if right now you turn around and say, let's just make a podcast, let's just do it right now for the sake of it, we'd have to spend at least an hour talking about, well, what is it going to be about? What are we going to call it? And who's it going to be for? So that process can take as long or as little amount of time as you want it to. Um, I always suggest that you maybe try and put a stopper on it because otherwise you will never get going. You will always be in the planning stage and you'll never actually record something and get it out there. So maybe say to yourself, I'm going to spend this week planning what the podcast will be. And at the end of the week on the Friday, that is when I say, right, now we're going to record so maybe set yourself a, a, a date of your first recording whether it's recording your very first episode as a pilot or whether it's the first episode proper just give yourself a date and say that's when i'm going to record the first one and then stick to it that's a, i mean it sounds uh, a great advice and i think you know it kind of ties into when you're planning them then normally you plan a few episodes rather than just the one and if you were planning a series of podcasts how long should that series be because you know if we go into the point you asked you mentioned earlier about why you should blog is the same answer as to why you should podcast that you know everything takes traction or requires you know a, a volume to get the traction that you're after so from a podcasting perspective how long should that series be to allow it with the best opportunity to get the traction that it needs 
Um, you will get different answers from different people that you ask. However, mine is a minimum of six. So if you're going to create a series and let's say you decide that rather than basically you've not got the time to do it once a week, 52 weeks of the year. So what you could decide is to say, right, well, I'll make one. (laughs) (laughs) You could just go, right, what I'll do is I'll make one series a year. And you basically will spend a bit of time making those episodes, that series, and then you'll spend the rest of the year promoting it and getting it listened to by as many people as possible. Um, you, You definitely need six as a minimum, in my opinion, because like you say, you need to have in order to garner that 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 voice and that that like no like and trust and everything that people always talk about in marketing you'll you'll need a certain amount of episodes a certain amount of content before people will even start to do that you cannot and i will i will die on this hill you cannot make one podcast episode no matter how long it is one hour, 45 minutes, four hours, if you want to be Joe Rogan, you, you cannot make one episode, put it out there and then think that that's it, job done. And that loads of people will listen and that you'll form this community of engaged listeners. You will not. You need a minimum of six. That's the minimum that I work with. So if somebody came to me to make one and they said they wanted to make a series, I would say, OK, how many episodes are you thinking and when they turn around and say, well, three, I'll say, let's do six. And at least then you can plan it out and you can go, right, episode one will be this, two will be this. And tell that story over six episodes, trying to cram it all into one or two or three, you lose some of it, in my opinion. So you definitely need more than that, but you don't necessarily need to have 52 uh, and, you know, a weekly one. You can do that. There is nothing wrong with doing that. Regular <laughs> content is great. And that is exactly what you I'll would do with a blog post. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's it's one of those. For me, it's six. Some some other podcast producers will say 10. Why? Um, why? Why will their answers vary? I, I think it all comes down to... I think personally it comes down to what they've maybe done before and what people are used to in terms of what they know. So think again, go back to the TV argument. Think about Peaky Blinders or Doctor Who or anything like that. Um, that's a series and there will always be a minimum of, of you know, sort of, well, a minimum of 10 episodes, let's say, for Doctor Who especially. Um You'll understand why I keep referencing them in a minute. But it's one of those that is ingrained in you. You're so used to watching a series that lasts for so long, for so many episodes or so many weeks, that some people will turn around and say, well, that's what you need to do with a podcast. Um, if I'm being completely honest, that there's, there isn't really a reason why other people will do it other than personal preference. And it just comes down to that. My personal preference is that you cannot do anything less than six as a starting point. No, that makes sense. Mm. I mean, it's, uh, I often use the, the, uh, uh, the reference that um, if you look at some of the great TV series of all time, Doctor Who, like you mentioned, and MASH, they were almost canned after their first series due to low ratings, but it was only the persistence and also the quality, of course, um, that, that 
built it up um, to, you know, I think MASH finished with about 105 million people watching the final episode. So um, a, a big contrast. Um, so everyone is seems to be, all right, fair enough. I get your point that, you know, there's 1.7 million podcasts compared to 500 million blogs, but it certainly seems to be that everyone's starting a podcast or there are certainly a greater volume uh, you know, this year than there have been in previous years. And in certain subjects, there's it's a crowded marketplace. So, for example, you know, Northampton Town Football Club isn't so much a crowded market space in terms of podcast, but football is. So if you're starting a podcast in any field, in an area where there are some real market leaders at the moment, and, you know, I started this fully aware of how popular um, – being freelancers, for example, but then hence the re- what took me so long to get it going is I wanted to do something different because, you know, being freelance is so good, it was no point in, in replicating that. But, um, yeah, how do, you, how do you kind of stand out? How do you build up an audience that doesn't know you're there with a podcast in a field of which there are so many? Yeah, you're, you're spot on in terms of going and taking something that is, you know, so packed full of quality as well as quantity uh, so take football for example you go on there straight away and you've got um that peter crouch podcast of course by the bbc the guardians football weekly you've got the football ramble which has been going my favorite for, one the football ramble yeah, yeah fantastic podcast that's been going for ages uh, you've got the totally football show and the totally football league all of it and they're the big guns in in the sport or in the podcasting world for the sport. But then you've also got all the ones just like mine, which are individual club ones, uh, or you've got ones that specifically look at just the English leagues or outside of the Premier League. There's a there's at least two I can think of, not the top 20, I think is one, um, that, that focus on everything but the Premier League essentially you've got to first of all listen to what's already out there in your space so that you know what's out there in your space and then go and find out and that will obviously lead you to then go well this isn't there because I, I haven't found it um you also need to listen to to sort of see well do I need to be as polished as them or is there a particular thing now with with mine it was very very easy with it's all cobblers to me I literally just went well there's no other football or no other podcast full stop about Northampton Town Football Club the end therefore I will make it (laughs) uh, and do it but if you were going to turn around and say um, okay there let's make a podcast about Manchester United what's already out there there's there's at least six out there already and at least three of them do exactly the same thing as what it's all cobblers to me does but does it for Manchester United? Then you've got to start going, well, what else can we do? And in order to stand out, you simply have to do what isn't being done. As obvious as that sounds, um, it's very, very easy to go and make something and replicate something that's already out there. The fact is, is that if we take being freelance again, Ed, you know, you could have very easily have just gone out there and, and made your own version of that. But as you say, well, that's already there. It's already got an audience. It's already really good. I can't compete with that. So therefore, you then need to go and find something that is slightly different, something that will just be 
ever so ever so slightly giving the audience the same audience potentially just something different and that's what you have to do so with, with football if you were going to go and make a Manchester United podcast then then right now I'd be going and saying right well I won't talk about the current matches I won't talk about what's going on on the pitch I might go and decide to go let's let's go back in time let's look at the stories of Manchester United and the things that have happened so you could I mean it's easy with Man United obviously because they're one of the biggest teams in the world that everybody knows but you could pick certain things out and do an episode on each of them so you might do one episode on the Munich air disaster you might do one on Cantona's kung fu kick at Crystal Palace Um, you might do the treble of 99 and literally just take you know some events pick them out and then speak to fans that were there at the time or the club historian or you know whoever people that were there at the club players managers coaches ceos even and and do it that way and therefore you're not giving the same content that all the other podcasts are are doing i.e talking about yesterday's win or loss or whatever or whether Solskjaer deserves to still be in a job, all of these different things, you're ignoring that and you're letting other people get on with it. Give them something different and something new and people will suddenly go, well, that's not what I'm normally listening to. That's a refreshing change. I'll listen to that. The one thing to remember is that you might not necessarily hit exactly the same audience. There will be people that will turn around and go, I don't like listening to these podcasts, which just are basically match of the day in audio form, concentrating on one club. Um, But there will be another audience out there that, that says, I don't want to listen about the past. I only want to hear about the future. So you won't necessarily get exactly the same amount of people listening or the same type of people listening. But that's how you, you you need to basically work out, well, not only is it who do you want to listen, but how will you attract them into listening to you? So it is all about niche. It is all about finding out what's already there and then doing something different. But in terms of keeping with the football analogy, if you want to make a podcast about Man United, you're going to want Man United fans to listen. That's your demographic. It's then a question of, well, how do I get Man United fans to listen to mine? as well as the other six or whatever that are already there. And the way to do that is just to make something different um, and to go out there with a different idea. It might not even be that the idea is um, completely different to what it is. It might be just the way that you do it. So maybe take the football ramble, which started off as being just four guys chatting football in a funny, jokey way most of the time. Um you might decide that, well, I want to do that. But instead, what I'll do is rather than just taking four nobodies as they were at the time that they started the podcast, um, I'll actually go and grab, you know, three ex-players that used to play for us and, and pitch it to them and say, hey, you know, you come and talk to us every week uh, and do it that way. You don't have to think that you know it's got to be exactly the same. There can be little tiny differences. So. I kind of look at freelance heroes and, and being freelance podcast. You're, you're kind of heading for the same audience. Um, you want freelancers to listen. Both, both do. But there's slight differences in the content that you provide that allow me to listen to both and not hear the same content twice. Um, 
So let's take that a stage further. So I get the idea, and I think we've given Manchester United enough airtime, as far as I'm concerned. But let's, <laughs> let's just say um, you're based in Warrington, so I'll give it to you. Um, so let's my, just say my missus is a United fan. Sorry. Oh, well, there you go. Fair <laughs> enough. So vested interest. Um, one way to get her to listen to this, I guess. Um, so we. Um, um, so let's just say that you know I've created a podcast. Uh, I've started something new. Um, it is different to what's out there already. And I've decided who my audience is and I've gone ahead and recorded it. Now, how do I get people to listen to it? Okay. So um, first of all, get it out there on, on all the places that you can, every single one and make sure it is there. Um, a lot of the time. So you'll notice in the news this year, especially Spotify are just buying up podcasts like there's no tomorrow and saying, you can only listen to them exclusively on Spotify. Joe Rogan is obviously the biggest example of this. Um, it's coming up to the point where it will only be available on Spotify and nowhere else. So you're starting to see adverts even on the telly for it, which I think is mind-blowingly good. Um, but for somebody like you and me, you want to make sure that absolutely everybody that can listen will be able to listen to it. So don't just put it on one platform. Make sure it's everywhere. Once it is everywhere, you've then got to basically tell as many people as possible. Um, one of my favorite friends, who is also another podcast producer called Charlotte Foster, has this great thing where she turns around and says, um, you know how, like, uh, let's use the example of a runner. So I run. How do you know when someone's run a marathon? Don't worry. They'll tell you. How do you know when somebody's got a podcast? Don't worry, they'll tell you. And that is exactly the mantra that you need to use. You just need to keep telling people all the time. Um, recently, at, um, so I, I'm part of a, a team that helped to put on a podcasting conference in Manchester every year called Pods Up North. We did our 2020 version uh, a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that one of our guest speakers said was that actually – we don't promote our podcasts enough. You might think that you do, but we really don't. So when you've released this episode, Ed, on Wednesday, you'll put a post up onto Twitter, on both your Twitter and the Freelance Heroes handle. Yep. You'll put it in the group, Freelance Heroes yep. group, I, I expect, and you'll put it on LinkedIn. Yep. And you will then, uh, and, and anywhere else, you might put it on your own personal Facebook page. Um. You've done that straight away for when it comes out, and that's fine. But you're not entirely getting... actually. I tend to do it over. I will spread it out over two or three days. And so, Fab. the first day it will go out within the group, and then it will probably go on Twitter on Thursday, and then maybe LinkedIn on Friday. So okay. I'll stretch it out probably. Okay, that's absolutely fab. That's a great way of looking at it, and I think it works in terms of that's possibly what you're used to. I would actually argue that you do, you still do it on all of those days. But especially with something like Twitter, you do it on the day it comes out and on the next day and on the next day. And you actually do it every single day of the week, all seven days of the week that the podcast is out there. But you can't just use the same post and, and just post the same thing. You've got to repurpose it every single time. So what I do with the It's All Cobblers to Me podcast is I will make an audiogram. So I will literally take a clip from the show that is 
usually when it comes to my podcast, I'll take something that's a bit funny that we that one of us has said. So it might be that instead of having a go at a player, um, because we try not to be nasty and, and horrible, but we'll say something that's a little bit more fun and and just sort of maybe we'll turn around and just go i don't know let's let's take uh our goalkeeper for example he, he's i don't know let's say he just lets a howler in or as what happened a couple of day a couple of weeks ago um we conceded a free kick i don't think it was really his fault but keith curl definitely did the manager and he let rip and because there's no fans you could hear exactly what was being said as well so instead of saying well the goalkeeper was terrible we renamed the goalkeeper and called him the name that Keith Curl had called him on the touchline with a little bit of tweaking to make sure it wasn't quite as badly languaged as Keith had put it. But I'll make that into a, take that out of the podcast as a clip, 30 seconds, put it to a picture using an app called Headliner. Um, and then that gives me and creates a video and I'll make sure that I'll put captions on it as well so that people can read it without having to listen to it um that will go out on the first day with a link to the podcast that it can be listened to anywhere on twitter facebook linked well everywhere that i put it it will go out on the first day i'll also make then to go on um two days later um a, a twitter card i think they call them so basically i'll take a quote from one of us something that we've said again it will either be something funny or something that you know represents the episode in its entirety and i will just put the quote onto a picture and then put that out on all the social media platforms so it's a slightly different thing again with the link to it you can also use um so spotify have started using spotify cards so if you actually type that into google it'll come up quite easily um spotify will give you a a, a hyperlinked picture um i think is the right way of putting it so it will create a picture for your episode or for your podcast that when somebody clicks on it it will take them to spotify to then listen to the podcast directly so you just come up with lots of different things now on top of that it's something like this for instance freelance heroes podcast you could make a write a blog post so maybe i don't know maybe you ask everybody for their five top tips for whatever it is that they do at the end of every show and then you create that as a blog post to put on the freelance heroes website and then that's another thing that you've used and then you can actually embed the podcast onto that blog post which means when people go to the website read the blog post they can then click to play and listen to the episode as well you share that link out on all your social media platforms as well um maybe go and do a nice instagram story or a video that you put on linkedin um you know do your best dave harland impression and just make a nice joke out of it um and 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 yeah lots of different ways of doing it but constantly promote it every single moment and just remember that just because i don't know let's say you you do your first message that goes out at 12 o'clock midday the next one that you put out the next day put it out at 5 p.m and then the day after that put that one out at 9 a.m and and just move them around so they're not every it's the same with anything i'm sure i'm i'm just saying teaching people to suck no it's very useful very useful indeed i think some some fantastic tips in there thank you and uh, dave harland by the way who's who's coming up on an episode soon um to uh, hear more about his style um so a question here i'm going to rephrase the last word in this question um how would you podcast if you were an introverted grumpy git 
he does say asking for a friend. <laughs> I was going to say, you tell me, Ed. Um, <laughs> um, do you know, how would you do it? First of all, I'd do a solo one. If you're not really wanting to put yourself out there too much, then don't worry about getting guests on. Don't worry about trying to find a co-host. Don't worry about anything like that. You can do anything with podcasting whatsoever. So you can do a one-to-one interview-based podcast like we're doing now. You could do a documentary podcast series like you'll find uh, the BBC do wonderfully uh, with things like Paradise, for example. Uh, if you've not heard it, Ed, go and listen. It's fantastic true crime podcast. Um, I all of these, you know, fantastic different types of podcasts you can do. The one that not very many people do, surprisingly, I think, is what I call a solo cast. It's not necessarily the actual name that um, that it's known for. But essentially, think of it like um, think of it like a diary. You could you could literally just tell people what you've been up to this week, and that would be it. Five ten minutes could be as again as long as you want it to be as long as it needs to be um but you could just go in in there and, and tell people without having to have anything else to it and you literally just go on and say hello this is me and this is what i've done this week see you next time bye and and that's it a, a really really nice example of a, of a solo cast is called sam walker's desert diaries so sam walker used to work for the bbc um, she then moved from Manchester. She moved to Phoenix in the USA and she's documented her move and subsequently what happens now um, in a weekly podcast. It's only about five minutes, 10 minutes long, usually each week. It's lovely. You never hear anybody else on the podcast apart from her. And it's literally like a diary. And it's wonderful. It's great. And you could do the same, especially if you're somebody that maybe doesn't want to, you know, have to talk to people is a bit shy however you want to put it an introvert then maybe you just do it as a little diary and again you just get your phone don't don't spend money on equipment just use your phone you've you're used to using that so carry on doing it that way and um yeah just tell people what you've been up to especially if it's something that you're looking to try and get you know closer to clients with so whether that's finding new ones or just letting the your existing ones get to know you a bit better so they i don't know do more work with you um that can be a great way because again it will just allow people to start to learn more about you and, and get to know you and get to like you and and that's what it's all about the um the, the short funny you mentioned the short podcast because i do another podcast in fact i do three podcasts i do another podcast as well which is about two and a half three minutes long <laughs> out twice a week um taking the concept it was meant as a joke to start with um the concept of the children's bedtime story uh, and calling it business at bedtime instead. Um, but um, yeah, they don't want to listen to that. They're going to have to Google it. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed the trick there. You should have actually <laughs> said what it is. <laughs> I did. I said business at bedtime. Good. There you go. Go and listen to it anywhere <laughs> it's available. It now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the, oh, you've thrown me off course now. Um, Sorry. Is there a day? Is there a day? Uh, an optimum day of when podcasts should be released? Because I suspect the answer to this might be. I'm going to predict the answer to this being no, because you talk about how it should be promoted every day. But is there one? I think so. Yes, 
um, just to be completely opposite to what you've said there. Um, so there's not necessarily a particular day. So the optimum is apparently um, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Because? Um, because it's the middle of the week. So if you imagine, so most people will listen to their podcasts, especially when we're talking about ones for business. Um, Mondays, you're busy setting up your week. Fridays, you're too busy making sure everything's done so you can enjoy your weekend. So you don't necessarily have time to listen to a podcast. But Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, just for exactly the same reasons as to why you should only ever send an email on those days, is why a podcast can be released on those days as well. Um, People just have more time and are more settled into their week at that point. So it's why I release Cobblers to Me on a Tuesday, even though our games predominantly are on a Saturday. Yes, there's been, what, Saturday, 5 o'clock finished, Sunday, Monday, podcast gets released 7 a.m. on the Tuesday. Um, It's still there in people's minds, but it's not as fresh and also it allows us to calm down a little bit as well i will be honest we're, we're not quite as annoyed by the result by tuesday <laughs> although um, you you know that 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 kind of raw emotion might be more attractive to the listener yes well this is where you sort of have to then then weigh it up is is what do your listeners want and and some of them don't like it when i get emotional and get the gin out so um it's one of those <laughs> um but yeah uh, so anywhere between tuesday wednesday and thursday so recently i've just released a new podcast called pods up and we've spent about two weeks agonizing over when we should release the podcast and i was going well i think we should release it on uh, a wednesday and when when they were saying why i was going because it's the middle of the week and you know you kind of you know this was just my my thing of going no i i think it'd be nice to have it on a wednesday we've settled on sunday And the reason why we settled on Sunday is because the podcast is about showcasing other podcasts. And if you go back to remembering um, the film, whatever year it would be, film 2017, film 2014, um, review shows tend to come out on a weekend and usually on a Sunday. They're a nice Sunday night watch or listen. The, The chart show used to be on a Sunday. I know it's been moved to Friday in recent years, but you know, we all used to sit there listening to the top 40 at four o'clock on a Sunday. So we just kind of went with the premise of our show is about not necessarily reviewing other podcasts, but it's about showcasing them. And we just thought, well, that sounds like a good thing to do on a Sunday. So why not? Let's just do it then. Um, You kind of think about your audience, think about who it is that you want to listen and what they're listening for. And, and it, you will find a day that fits. It might also be a case that you just don't want to release it on the same day as your not competitor. There's no competition in podcasting, but, you know, a, a similar podcast. So, for example, I would suggest that you don't li- release Freelance Heroes podcast on a Sunday when being freelance is released. Mm. And you don't. You do it on a Wednesday. So and that works so well for me because I tend to listen to being freelance on a Monday. And then it's done. And then I listen to Freelance Heroes on a Wednesday. So there's a nice gap between them. And it, it therefore, yeah, allows that space. So you're you're kind of right when you say it can be any day. But at the same time, apparently, allegedly, 
Tuesday to to Thursday is your optimum time to do it. And that that's just judging by stats that are released by podcast hosting companies who who show the most listening gets done on those days. The question is 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 that because most podcasts are released on that that day though? Is that why? Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I must be doing something right. I reached the heady heights of 54th in the Philippines business podcast chart. So uh, we must be we must be doing something right there. A uh, couple more technical questions um, before we wrap up. Um, theme music, is it important? And where do you go about getting it? Um, uh, is it important to you? I would ask. Um, it depends. A lot of people will turn around and, and the vast majority of podcasts that I listen to do have a theme music on it. Um, so if you want one, then go ahead and, and use one. You don't have to, though. So don't don't think you're slave to make it sound like radio, because I think that's where it stems from, is essentially people are used to hearing a jingle at the start of a radio show, um, or they're used to hearing a, um, you know, an opening credits on a TV show or whatever. That's where it essentially stems from. But you don't need to do it. If you are going to do it, then there's lots of places you can go. First of all, I would say that actually the very best thing that you can do is find somebody that writes music and ask them to make you a piece. First of all, you're giving a freelancer some much needed money in this particular time of year. Um, and, and also it will definitely be unique to you. Um, if you can't find a musician or David Bowie won't be around to do it for you or whoever your favorite artist is, then there are loads of places that you can go and find it. So I use one which is called Soundstripe. Now, with this, you pay a yearly um, subscription to it, and then you can basically find from the huge library of music that musicians have submitted to it, and then you can license your track for it. The one thing that you must not do is go into the top 40 and go and pick out Beyonce's latest song or any song by any artist that you know and use that. And the reason why you shouldn't do that is because at some point, they're going to start suing people for it. Um, I think somebody in America already has been sued by Universal, I think. Either Universal or Sony have sued a podcast. And also, don't think to yourself, well, I only get 10 people listening. They're not going to be bothered about me. What happens in five years' time when suddenly you're getting a million listens every single week? You're the biggest podcast in the world. Everybody knows your name. And you're making, I don't know, 25 grand out of it. At that point, the record labels will take notice and will then go, well, hang on a minute. We'll have some of that money back, please, for our artists and for all the people that worked on making that music who didn't do it for you. So mm. go to these websites that are designed. So I used to use one called Audio Jungle, where you purchase your tracks individually. Again, they're mostly done by freelancers, by people that do it, and it's... It's essentially a way of them putting their music up there to be bought and to be used for these purposes. Um, but yeah, just make sure that you're, uh, my, my personal thing is just make sure you're paying somebody for it and use something that is reputable for being, for, for paying the people that actually are the creators of it. So I, I look at it and go audio jungle or Envato market. I think it is, they do pay a, a, a nice percentage to the actual creators soundstripe definitely do um 
but the best thing to do is to go and find your own go and actually hit up a musician which actually on my other podcast called behind the folk search for it listen to now um i did actually use an artist to do the intro for that who was a folk artist so that made sense um the although anchor now links with spotify and encourages you to use spotify music within it so how do you get round the potential fact that you might be massive but you've used the track because anchor said you could so you can only um if you've done that then it will only allow you to be on spotify so because spotify own anchor um they've created this this ability to do it so spotify are paying the artist although not very much for every you know listen or stream or whatever they call it of of the track it basically will mean that your podcast will be exclusive to that platform. And like I said earlier, if you want to reach the most people possible, you want it everywhere. So maybe don't do it. No, well, I haven't. I was merely kind of asking that uh, that question. Mm. Uh, last question before we wrap up then is about uh, sponsorship and adverts. Are they, I mean, I, I've purposely, you know, we've decided that Freelance Heroes is not going to have adverts for it unless of course we're using it to promote our membership portal or freelance heroes day um because that's not why the podcast was set up um we have the communities free and we also have the the membership portal and the subscription through there so is advertising something that should be considered because it can generate income as a result although i suspect it's related to the number of listeners you have and if you did consider it, actually, is, could it be off-putting? Do people tend to switch off when they tune into a podcast and have to wade through an advert first? I don't know the specific answer in terms of I've got no data to back this up. However, the personal experience is you will find most adverts are at the beginning so what we call pre-roll or in the middle what we call mid-roll so it'll interrupt to the podcast for a want of a better expression to play an advert um i i cheat and i use the skip 30 seconds button on my player and go don't want to listen to that heard it 12 times already go away um <laughs> um there was there there, there is this thing where so I have a little bit of a beam on bonnet about podcast advertising. Come if on, I'm get it off your chest. So, um, one of the podcast hosting oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Uh, one of the podcast <laughs> hosting companies is called Acast. They're quite a big company uh, from Sweden. Um, they are huge champions of podcasts, and you'll you'll find that a lot of podcasts use them. Um, and the the way to know whether they're using Acast is by this little noise that happens at the beginning and the end of an advert, there's a little musical tinkle um, that is the same on every show that you've mm. got adverts on most of the time. Um, highly annoying for me, but the bee in the bonnet comes from the way that, as you actually mentioned in the in the question, Ed, is, is how they're paid and how much revenue they create for podcasters. So they're done on a CPM model, cost per mille, so cost per thousand listens. Um, I think I think the average is something about 30 or 35 pounds, or it might be dollars actually, 30 or 35 dollars per 1,000 listens that your podcast gets in its first month of release. So you make a weekly one. So you've actually got four episodes 
that we'll have in a month if you think of it like that so every time that you're actually releasing a podcast you've got a month to go before you stop making money on it if you were advertising via Acast or or one of those um hosting companies that use their own advertising um i'm i'm going to guess here and say that freelance heroes is um not listened to by thousands upon thousands of people every single week that's not a disparage towards the podcast i'm just no, going to no, you're absolutely right it's not yeah so the average is 126 listens that the podcast will get so that's your average is it 126 so if you get more than 126 you're in the top 50 percent of podcasts um if you're under it then you're in the bottom 50 percent the top 1% is your Joe Rogans and, you know, your huge podcasts like Serial and things like that that get millions and millions and millions. Um, majority are around about that 126, 100 listens a, an episode, which is fab and is brilliant. The thing for me with the advertising is that it's just not right or fair, I don't think. I don't. I, I think podcasts are worth far more than $30 a thousand people. This isn't like newspaper advertising or inserts that you get in magazines that are, you know, probably one penny per eye on it or whatever they get sold for. Podcasting is much more personal than that. And it's proved spotify have proved it this data is a couple of years old now but spotify released research that showed that 80 percent of podcast listeners would engage with a product that was our service that's advertised on a podcast so basically let's say that there's 100 people listening to us right now and you turn it well you've already done it a few times ed you've told people about other podcasts that you make according to that research and that stat 80% of the people or 80 people listening will actually now go and listen to one of those two podcasts or will at least think about it. They'll go and actually click on it and they'll go and find out a bit more about it. They might not necessarily press play on them, but they will have got to the first stage of that funnel where they've looked into it a little bit more. I don't know any other medium that will give you such a high percentage of people that would likely go and head and actually find out more that's why podcast advertising is being done by so many different people now and by so many big businesses but and this is where i will literally just say this time and time again go and find your own sponsorship deals do not rely on these what i call outdated models of advertising that are not really there for podcasting and they're certainly not there for podcasters so they might work for youtubers or they might work for traditional um content marketing but podcasting is worth far much more so literally i would say much like you will find on other podcasts like so for example being freelance again we'll use it steve at the beginning of a podcast we'll turn around and say this podcast is sponsored by and whoever it will be um he's gone and actually spoken to that business and said would you sponsor the podcast and i bet you he's got a much better rate than 30 dollars a thousand listens out of it mm -hmm. that's where you need to go and find it so um i don't have a sponsor for cobblers to me at the moment that's not out of 
Well, it kind of is out of choice. It's a, it's out of laziness, essentially, <laughs> for not going and finding somebody that would do it. But I have spoken to companies that are in Northampton before. I've spoken to, I literally started off by just simply going and going, right, who currently sponsors Northampton Town Football Club? Shirt sponsors, uh, advertising hoardings around the ground, who sponsors the, the players' lounge, the restaurant, all of these things. And I literally just rang them all up. And I said, would you like to sponsor our podcast? And that was right at the very start of me doing it. Um, most of, well, they all said no, but they all said no because they already were reaching that audience. And it made me realize that, ah, right, these are all quite big companies within Northampton and a few of them were nationals as well. I bet there's companies in Northampton who would love to reach Cobblers fans, but they just can't afford to give the club what the club want for advertising and for sponsorship but I bet I could and I went to a couple of places and actually I found out that yes they were really interested and up for it and they did want to reach that audience but they couldn't afford to pay the club to advertise them so then I got talking with them and and we did a couple of sponsorship deals with a couple of fairly small like shops and businesses that were in Northampton. But um, I got much more out of it than I would have done if I'd have just been on a model like Acast have. Um, So it is out there and it is good. I love the way that you've made that decision, Ed, that you're not going to use it. I I think that's brilliant. But at the same time, you are doing it because you're you're advertising freelance heroes. Well, yes. I mean, from that perspective, we yeah. were promoting ourselves. But then, you know, the portal didn't go live until, um, you know, beginning of November. And this podcast has been going since May. So, um, but yeah, no, you're right. We're promoting, yeah, I guess, you know, we're promoting the community as a result. Um, so, um, I, I, I mean, this has been a, I mean, you've given away so many useful um bits of information in here it's been phenomenal uh and i, and I can't thank you enough but i'm going to take your piece of advice and ask you then to wrap up with your top five tips i knew that was coming as soon as i said it before <laughs> <laughs> um, well also because there's so much i don't know which parts are used as an audiogram so this might be it <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. That's absolutely no problem. No pressure at all. Um, okay, so top five tips. Number one is simply to ask yourself why you want to do the podcast and who will listen to it. So find out your reason and, and have an excuse for doing it if, if that's what you want to look at. Um, number two is then to listen to podcasts. Go out there and hear what's already happening, not just in your space, but over everything. And don't just listen to things that you think you'll be interested in. So both me and you, Ed, like football. Uh, I don't know what other sports you're into, but I don't know. Go and listen to a, an NFL podcast, an American football one, just to see what it is, just to see what they're doing. Um, go and listen to, I, I, I tell you, a podcast that I did listen to recently just for the sake of finding out how they were doing it. Um, a podcast that's made by Shell, the petroleum company. Um, I listened to it, and so they they did an episode which was all based on what had happened in China. So this is going back, we were in the first lockdown, and they did an episode about the outbreak of coronavirus and how it had affected uh, the Shell operation. It was, a you know, content-wise, I didn't really care what they were talking about. But in terms of the way that they went ahead and did it all, 
it was mesmerizing and it gave me so many ideas for what I could do. So go out there, listen to a podcast in your own space and ones that you've never thought of before, just to see what other people are doing. It will give you a really good idea of what people like to listen listen to. And it might just give you a really good idea of something that you could potentially do in your own. Um, number three is to learn how to use the equipment that you've got. So if it is your mobile phone, please do not pretend that you're on an episode of The Apprentice. Just don't do it. Put your phone to your ear and hold it there. That is how your microphone in your phone is designed to be used. All of this, picking it up and putting it in front of you, like, no, stop it. Behave. Uh, the Apprentice has a lot to answer for, and it's not just a certain president. Um, we've got, um, you know, it doesn't matter what equipment it is you're using, just learn how to use it properly. So the mobile phone, whether it's your recorder, Ed, that you've got, you already have learned how to use it properly, but make sure you do, and then you won't have any issues with your quality. Um, number four, this is where I start to search my brain. Uh, number four um would be uh, tell as many people as possible about it literally go out there and tell everybody start off small start off tell your mum your dad your brothers your sisters your best mate all of those people and and, and ask them to listen don't just tell them don't just say oh, i've got a podcast say i've got a podcast listen to it do me a favor go and listen to it and also because these are your friends and your family ask them for feedback now, I know the golden rule with asking your mum about feedback about what you do is always going to be, well, your mum's going to tell you you're wonderful because she's your mum. That's fine. That will give you a confidence boost. You're on mute, Ed. There's 2020 for you. Here we go. Look at that. Now, do I keep that in the... No, I'm going to keep it in the podcast. Right. So not entirely true. I remember my dad listened to... This is one of the early episodes of Freelance Heroes podcast. Listened to it and then said... Um, he listened to it through Apple Podcasts. He said, oh, it's asked me to give it a rating. Should I give it a rating? I went, yes, please. So he went to go give it four. And I went, why are you giving it four out of five? He said, well, I've heard better. <laughs> Brilliant. So yes, absolutely so brilliant. You would hope you would hope your parents would give you. Uh, he did change it to a five, by the way. So yes, one <laughs> of those five out of fives was my dad under duress. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the thing with it though is that nine, nine times out of ten, at the end of the day, that your parents are going to be nice to you and they're going to give you that confidence boost and just use it as a confidence boost. Don't worry about the fact that somebody might come along like me and say. Well, you know, it is your mum that told you you were brilliant. What did you expect? <laughs> Use it as a confidence builder. Your friends, and you will get the same from your friends as well. But at least then, we're all the same as human beings. We all like to be liked. And at the end of the day, what a better way than to turn around to your friends and family and say, tell me I'm great. Um, just do it. You will find that there will be somebody that isn't as good a friend as you thought and will tell you the truth. But then again, you know, actually, maybe they're your better friends than the ones that are lying to you and telling you you're brilliant. Um, well, this is a deep, <laughs> logical answer rather than a... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so tell everybody. It's literally just a case of tell absolutely everybody. Start off with the friends and family that are really close. Ask them for feedback. 
and that will get you used to actually asking strangers for feedback and get you used to asking people to give you five stars and leave us a review on apple podcasts and all of the stuff that gets said at the end of every podcast that's ever been made um all of those things are important but telling people about it is even more um and then the final thing is to uh, engage so it is not enough for you to make a podcast and for you to then tell people to listen to it and where they can do that you need to actually do more and give people more so throughout the week so in a way this is a really bad example ed freelance heroes because you do it for freelance heroes you're not doing it for the podcast the podcast is actually part of you engaging with your community um but if it was on its own then i would turn around and say right well now you need to engage being freelance did it the other way podcast first and then it became a community on facebook so it it became an engaged audience and, and and you know steve now talks to those people more than just on his podcast episodes um so get out there and actually talk to your community if it's a football podcast like me you know i I spend saturdays off twitter usually just to make sure i don't cry every single weekend uh even more than normal um but you know during the week i will talk to other fans of northampton i know there's not a lot you don't need to say it ed um and uh, you can just get you know chatting with people and don't you don't have to force the podcast upon them just force yourself upon them by being nice and being welcoming and engaging and and nice all the normal stuff that you'd want to do anyway and just put the fact that you host a a podcast in your bio um and and leave the link there or have a pinned tweet with your trailer on it so that the first thing that people see when they go to your profile is a link to your trailer oh i'll go check that out brilliant and do it that way there's there's about 492 other tips i could give but <laughs> yeah which which links segue beautifully into the fact we're going to put all your links um in the show notes but if anyone can't be bothered to read the show notes um and just wants one place to go where should they go um probably come and have a chat with me on twitter so at charles commons just come and have a chat i've got a website it's vibrantsoundmedia.com but you can chat to me on Twitter. So come and say hello there. Um, I, you've been immensely um, brilliant to chat to. You've, you've, you've imparted so much knowledge on this episode. Um, picking a 30-second audiogram from it is going to be tough, but uh, on behalf of people listening, and myself as well, because it's going to influence uh, some change within the Freelance Heroes podcast, certainly when it comes to talking about it. Um, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Ed. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again, Charles, for those uh, notes that I've had to take throughout all of that. Uh, And once I've finished this outro and uploaded the podcast, I have a lot to do. Expect uh, an uplift, a considerable uplift uh, in the number of posts talking about these episodes as well. Right. Next week, uh, we talk about personality. And by that, I mean how much you should inject your personality into things like emails and uh, your social media activity and podcasts and blogs, too. Um, And we talk to someone who does that in spades. But tune in next week to find out who and why. Until then, have a good week. Bye for now. (laughs) 